Hello there. This is Poldark Fancast, a podcast that's sometimes about po- Poldark. Almost said podcasts, but you know, it's early, so <laughs> cut me a break. Uh, <laughs> and we are your hosts. I'm Michelle. I live in the States. You can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses, and I tweet at Musings. And my name is Rita. I live in England. I Tumblr on Princess Poldark, and I tweet at Rita Bites. And welcome back to yes, yet another quarantine minisode. (laughs) (laughs) We're still here every week during the coronavirus crisis. It's a bit like Groundhog Day with a new mini-sized podcast to listen to where we discuss something we watched that week. This week we decided to distract ourselves from the oncoming end of times by watching (laughs) The Young Victoria. But as always, before we talk about the thing, let's learn about it in our Wikipedia corner. Still no jingle. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, the Young Victoria is a 2009 British period film or drama film uh, directed by Jean-Marc Vallée and written by Julian Fellows. <laughs> Based on the early life and reign of Queen Victoria and her marriage to Prince Albert of Saxe-Colberg and Gotha. It was Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York, who conceived the idea for a film based on the early years of Queen Victoria. She pitched the idea to a few producers, including Martin, actual Scorsese, uh, who signed up as a co-executive producer for the film. They contacted... Julian Fellows, yes, Downton Abbey creator and all-around posh boy, (laughs) to write the script. Fellows chose not to end the film at Albert's death because he was wary of copying the horror of biopics, where there is simply an important event after an important event. Believing it had been done before and that the audience was already familiar with that part of Victoria's history. We are not amused. No. Uh, For the film's director, they wanted someone, quote, who would steer us away from the traditional BBC-type costume drama and make a period film for an MTV audience, end quote. What? Um, MTV audience. Who do they think are watching MTV these days? Uh, Honestly. (laughs) All these people who say MTV audience are like a thousand. Um, Yeah. My God. They hired Jean-Marc Vallée, who later went on to direct Dallas Buyers Club, Big Little Lies, and Sharp Objects. Vallée considered Victoria to be a rebel because, quote, and imagine this in a French accent, (laughs) she has this attitude, which is, you make noise, you want to yell and yell loudly to your parents for authority, I'm going to do it my way. Okay, um, sorry. (laughs) For the title role, they cast British actress Emily Blunt, who said, quote, I thought Victoria was remarkable and such a challenge. This young girl who was so feisty and emotional and strong-willed was very fascinating to me. In my life and in the job I've chosen to do, you have to perform all the time. And I thought Victoria was a bit of an actress. After winning the part, Blunt was allowed to access to Windsor Castle, where she viewed Victoria's paintings, letters, diaries, and music composed by Albert himself. 
just insane to think about. Oh my god. Um, yeah. <laughs> on the casting for Prince Albert, uh, Valet noted, quote, I had an image of Albert in my mind before we cast Rupert Friend and how the actor might play him. And then Rupert came on board and he was just right. He had a very good understanding of the character and he did a lot of research to get him right. With the accent and his deportment, he really looks the part. He looks so romantic, exclamation point. (laughs) Co-producer Dennis O'Sullivan called Friend our Scarlett O'Hara search. (laughs) Rupert Friend himself believed Albert was a true unsung hero, a great reformer, a doting husband and a father, a hard worker and a man of real integrity and modesty. He strove to immerse himself in the role and learned the prince's particular characteristics, such as the way he rode a horse, walked, and played the piano. He worked with a voice coach and German instructor to perfect his accent, and most importantly, people, he started curling his hair. That hair curl, oh my gosh, just magnificent. Paul Bettany was cast as Lord Melbourne, despite being roughly 20 years too young for the part. Valet explained, we couldn't find a 58-year-old actor who was sexy and good-looking enough. <laughs> Paul was more than good enough, was was a more than good enough actor to age from the inside, and he plays him as a great politician and a great seducer. Early in the casting process, the crew wanted to cast Miranda Richardson as the Duchess of Kent, and believed she had such great chemistry with Blunt that it became, quote, genuinely uncomfortable watching them (laughs) in a scene, as the scenes were so intense and real. Jim Broadbent and Mark Strong joined the cast as King William IV and Sir John Conroy, respectively. Although largely faithful to a selection of historical events, the film has drawn huge criticism for establishing events in order to increase drama potential. For example, Prince Albert was never shot during the assassination (laughs) attempt on Queen Victoria. This feels like quite obvious. You never hear about how Prince Albert was shot, do you? Um, (laughs) Julia Fellows told BBC Radio 4's film programme that in actuality, the prince did put his body before the Queen as protection, and that shows Prince Albert having been grazed in the bullet graced by a bullet in the film was added to best show his bravery and devotion as he tried to stop Queen Victoria from being shot. Okay, dude, you could have just had him put his body in front of her. I don't think we yeah. can. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, we, we didn't need to see him carted into the castle with blood streaming down his arm. But anyway, Vice Count Melbourne, who was Prime Minister when Victoria came to the throne and a political mentor to the young queen, was 40 years her senior, but is portrayed as much young as a much younger man in the film. Victoria's great-great-granddaughter, Queen Elizabeth, viewed the film in a special screening. According to one source, she believed the film had a lot of good points, quote-unquote, but was unhappy with the change to the assassination attempt. Same, Lizzie. And also thought, Same. <laughs> and also thought the British officers' costumes looked too German. Apart from the assassination attempt, historian Alex von Tunzelmann. The name. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Noted that, quote, historically, the film's not 
at all bad, end quote, <laughs> and especially praised the depiction of contemporary politics and the characteristics Friend put into his performance as Prince Albert. Uh, the film was received well by critics. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 76% fresh rating. The Daily Telegraph called The Young Victoria, quote, a production of the highest calibre with an impeccable cast, end quote. Um, <laughs> sounds royal. Uh, the Times' yes. Wendy Eyed gave the film three out of five stars and wrote that it's decorative but suffers from a stultifying lack of drama. I had found Victoria and Albert's relationship to be persuasive and rather charming, and praised the performances of both the main and supporting cast, particularly noting Paul Bettany's scene-stealing performance. Emily Blunt received various nominations for her role, and the film won the BAFTA Award for Best Costume Drama and Best Makeup and Hair, and then went on to win an Academy Award for Costume Design, as it rightly should have, if you ask me. Um, yes. So... This movie, have you seen it before? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've seen it before. I've seen it um, many times, probably. This was probably my sixth viewing, <laughs> thereabouts. Okay. Um, I have probably seen it the same, if not more, amount of times. Like, <laughs> this is... Um... <laughs> This is a good movie. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Done. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so what did you think? Um, I think... Uh, Beyond it being a good movie. <laughs> why do yes. I think it's good? Um, I think the costumes are amazing. You know, I often talk about how I like this early Victorian period and... Um, I just love the silhouettes, like off the shoulder, the, yes. the ruchy bit. Um, all the the fabrics are all amazing. Um, I have an obsession with one of the bonnets that she wears. It's like this mauve sort of um, almost lacy design. You know, when she's talking to mm-hmm. Albert in the folly. I I can say this because you've seen this as many times, and she's like, "Yes, not yet." Yes, that's the, that's the bonnet I'm talking about. I love that bonnet. Um, yeah, she's being a complete annoying bitch in that scene, but you know, <laughs> she's wearing a nice bonnet. Um, yes. Also, it's just beautiful. Like the locations are insane. Mm-hmm. It's actually mm-hmm. Buckingham Palace when she pulls up to Buckingham Palace. It's like okay, <laughs> um, and then. Like, doing the research, I found out that that's because one of the producers was actual Sarah Ferguson. So she she pulled some strings. Um, you know, seeing Kensington Palace was insane. And all of the scenery around, like, Windsor with the, with the horse riding scenes, cute. And I think um, yes. it was, like, interesting re-watching it after having researched mm-hmm. into the production. Um, and having seen a lot of Jean-Marc Vallée's work since this came out, yeah, I was able to see a lot of his hallmarks in what otherwise I think would have been kind of a stale period drama if they just shot mm-hmm. the script. There was some really yeah. fast-paced cutting between scenes, and you got little like flashes mm-hmm. of context 
uh, for the historical mm-hmm. period. At no point do you feel lost about who's who or who is related to who or what the political drama is. Like, it's very well explained. Like, for example, you have scenes of, like, Albert having his lessons on, like, the parliamentary system and who's in charge. And then they intercut that with scenes from Parliament and then Victoria's interactions with all the various figures. So you're learning, like, factual information, but you're also getting context of, like, relationships at the same time. And it's all done within a matter of, like, a couple seconds because he's just cutting brilliantly. Um yeah. It's really cleverly done. And in general, I think like the pace and the tone was feels like really fresh and current. It doesn't feel um tired. <laughs> you know, we've watched mm-hmm. a lot of period dramas this year, and there are some of them that we've watched where you can tell that it's like they wrote the script and then they didn't think about editing. They just like edited all the scenes in a row. Um, and it gets yeah. like so tired to watch. Like it's fun to watch something that is like outside of the box a little. I agree with you. Um, and you know, perhaps when they say they wanted to make this for an MTV audience, um, you know, one of the things that you know we got out of MTV was you know the the tendency for. Uh, quick edits, smash cuts, uh, things like that. And um, uh, that could very well be what they mean by that. Um, you know, the, the, the editing is fantastic. I think um, the, in particular, the, <laughs> I love the scene where, uh, you know, he finally gets sick and tired of having his mail yeah. read. <laughs> and, and so, you know, the bell rings and he like jumps up and runs down to, to go get the mail. Um, you know, I thought that that was, that was really cute. Um, and the, the slide on the stairs, I was like, ooh, risky business. Um, <laughs> you totally would slide on those, like, I'm like, oh, why absolutely. do we not see them sliding in period dramas more? Like, I would be sliding <laughs> all the way down the banister. Um, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I also um, really love um, the scene where um, his uncle's screaming. At, I don't know who ever that character is, the like envoy guy that he wants to get Albert in her bed, and then um, Albert writes that letter where yes. he's like, "Some of his ideas are very good, and I do hope they come to pass." <laughs> like, yes. yes. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Um, but I, I love it. Uh, favorite characters. I am obsessed. <laughs> like everybody? With or? Rupert Friend's performance here. Like, this oh. is the dream. He's got perfect hair. Yes. His accent is, like, hot. <laughs> um, it's German, but not too German to the point where it seems silly. Um, mm-hmm. and just, like, the way he moves, his waistcoats are insanely beautiful, um, everything is on point. He can pull off a top hat. I mean, what's going on? How how is he this hot? And in general, I really like the character of Prince Albert. Anyway, he's yeah. he is a huge figure in British life, but is really largely ignored. Um, and why? Because he's freaking hot. Like, and he was anti-slavery. Can we just please? 
Take a moment to appreciate the hot dude that came along and tried to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the, the fact that he dies at, what was he, 47? 42. 42 years old is just heartbreaking. And you could understand it. One of the things you could, you could really understand is after, after seeing this movie and seeing their relationship, um, blossom and, and, and grow, you could understand how after his death, she goes into mourning for the rest of her life. Um, you know, because, you know, after you have found the love of your life and they are taken far too soon from you, um, what are you, what are you to do? I would say 40 years of mourning is a bit extreme. <laughs> Maybe leave the house occasionally, <laughs> Victoria. It's fine. Um, no, but yeah, you do understand how important that relationship was. Like, yeah. she was largely alone for the majority of her childhood I think her relationship with Albert and like all the kids they had was like really yeah. important to her mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. we've got to talk about <laughs> the TV show that came afterwards um, oh yeah absolutely I was gonna say you know we're, we're yeah. gonna have to address the 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 elephant and I in think, the room like being... the TV show is has elements that I enjoy, but I think what it completely mm-hmm. fails to do um, is all of the historical research that I think Julian Fellows put into this, and you get a lot more context about who who all the side characters are and what their motivations are, what they want. Um, mm-hmm. The Albert in um, the TV show I also quite like, but he's not as good as Rupert Friend mm-hmm. for some reason. Like, Rupert Friend just is no. like, there's an edge to Ru- the Rupert Friend uh, performance where you feel like he's kind of stern and German, if that makes sense, which is mm-hmm. appealing to me because I it feels like, you know, he has flaws. They have loads of arguments where you're like, Oh, Prince Albert's kind of being a prick, but then again, she's kind of being annoying and childish. It's like <laughs> they feel like more like actual people in the movie. Um, yes, and though I gotta say, um, one thing that the movie gets completely wrong is Emily Blunt's very tall, and Victoria was famously short. Sorry, I get confused. Oh, <laughs> oh, she was really short, wow. guys. She wow, that's running. interesting. So, uh, Rupert Friend is really, really tall. No, I think just Emily Blunt is tall. <laughs> they think got the casting room. Oh, yeah, but I mean, as I'm, you know, looking at the photographs, he's still half a head. Oh, he must be taller than she is. He is quite tall. You know, was he wearing? He was he wearing lifts? <laughs> Maybe they got him in a little box. <laughs> oh God. Um... I thought that um, the rest of the casting, um, brilliant. Amazing. Um, yeah. I, you know, it is, it is again, um, you know, all of, you know, Britain's finest and best um, being cast in, in roles that were not just, you know, there to be, 
you know, scenery or, you know, anything like that. You know, they all had, maybe with the exception of, um, uh, oh my God, his name just flew out of Philip, good Lord, um, uh, or Prince Albert, um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, Prince Albert's, um, you know, contingent in Germany, um, you know, they, they didn't have as much, you know, script to chew on, but what script they did have, they did very well at gnawing on, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, Miranda Richardson, uh, you know, I love her. She, she is amazing. She's so magnificent. She's so magnificent. Has she been knighted yet? Okay, I'm going to check. But I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 no. What are we doing here if we're not giving her titles? Ugh. I know, right? <sighs> um, you know, Jim Broadbent. Uh, yeah. Um, Harriet Walter, who, you know, I adore in everything. Um, Mark Strong. Um, she is genuinely scary. <laughs> But very funny as well. He's in he's in um Stardust. He plays a really good role in Stardust. He's amazing. Oh, oh, good. I because I need to see something where he is not the bad. Oh, well, he's bad, <laughs> but he's still funny. <laughs> so, okay, okay. He's a bit typecast, bless him. Yeah, poor thing. Um, yes. Um, and Paul Bettany, of course. Um, you know, he could read the phone book, and I would be enthralled. Um, he plays. <laughs> I think like. Also, this Lord Melbourne is a much better Lord Melbourne than the TV show. Controversial because everyone's real thirsty for TV Lord Melbourne. But well, yeah. Paul Bettany at least has some grasp on the fact that he's a manipulative, conniving mm-hmm. man who is using an 18-year-old girl for his political advantage. and Yeah. That comes through. He's not a bad person necessarily. Mm-hmm. But he is using her. That's just completely He's absent. oily. Yeah. He's a politician, you know? As much as he may like her personally, he's got to use her to his advantage. And yeah. that's absent from the TV show, and that always annoys the shit out of me. Also, mm-hmm. still making it romantic, he's 60, she's 18. I know, I know. Uh, Lord M. It's like, oh my god. This is disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, I'm we're, repulsed. <laughs> we're we're reading it. We're reading a diary. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> dear diary, Lord M. came by today. Hmm. <laughs> swoon, swoon. I wish I could marry someone old enough to be my grandfather. Oh wait, <laughs> no, that never happened. <laughs> Oh gosh. Um and um let's see. Uh we've already waxed poetic about uh Rupert Friend and Emily Blunt. Um looking through the rest of the cast. I think like my favorite on rewatch was actually Harriet Walter as Queen Adelaide. Yes. Her accent is amazing. Uh <laughs> But there's something really, like, noble and wise about her. All her advice was flawless, and she was like, just marry Albert, okay? <laughs> You're gonna need yeah. a friend. <laughs> just do it. Yes. And she just, had... you know, just stop being coy. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. You just, why are you putting yeah. it off for? Because um, you know great... you want to. She had great hats as well. Like, she would deliver 
wisdom while looking fierce. Yes. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, she she has long time uh, been a favorite of mine, and I thought this was really a standout role for her. Um, I love the scene where they are sitting on the little seat in the garden. Yeah. And, you know, Victoria says something about, you know, how Albert, you know, wants to, to get involved and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she says, she says, you don't know what I did. Yes. You don't know what I did. I love that line. <laughs> yes. The idea yes. that, like, because she was a queen consort, she had no involvement is ridiculous. It's like, mm-hmm. and I think that underlines like Victoria is famously a little bit of a hypocrite when it comes to feminism. She assumes mm-hmm. because you know she kind of buys into the subservient woman, but absolutely she will not be subservient herself. Um, yeah, and I do. I just love the characterization. I think they get like there's so much nuance to this film that is largely absent from a lot of other versions i think it's just because they did their research a lot more mm-hmm. and it's not just a yeah. stereotype of what they think queen victoria was yeah um, yeah yeah so what were some of your favorite scenes well we've talked about a couple of them yeah. um i think the scene you know after you know their their first night as a married couple is just so romantic and delicious um her hair was not matted enough i've got to say (laughs) (laughs) glamorously flowing over her back i mean (laughs) it would have been a mess (laughs) well you know he's he he needs to go a little easy on her you know (laughs) damn (laughs) but um you know, that scene is just so lovely. And, um, you know, the scene where he is talking about, you know, let's go to Scotland, you know, for a few weeks. <laughs> and and she says, I can't be gone more than three days. You know, and then he's like, well, then fine. I'm <laughs> going to take this stocking off that I was putting on. <laughs> I love that it's immediately <laughs> followed by them going on a horrendous ride in the rain. <laughs> like, yes. Like, why did you leave the house if it was raining that much? And then uh, Rupert friend sliding on a cow pat and then them keeping it in the movie. (laughs) Just amazing. (laughs) Because of course you would keep it in. Of course. (laughs) Totally in character. Yes. And, you know, with him going, seriously, is it going to be like this all the time? (laughs) Yeah, this is a good one. I was like, oh, okay, that was so 21st century right yeah. there. <laughs> I'm sure I the didn't Germans care. have been making fun of our weather for forever. Uh, it's a timeless <laughs> joke. Yes. Um, um, I really love the waltz at her coronation. Um, yes. I could rewatch that on a loop forever. I think if I get mm-hmm. anxious over the next 24 hours, I'm just going to go back. Yeah. Watch that scene get caught. The music mm-hmm. is so dreamy, and all the mm-hmm. colors and the golds and the red flowers in her hair. It's just so beautiful, mm-hmm. and like it feels like they're floating, and that's that's a nice place to be. It does feel like yeah. 
you know that feeling you get when you're first falling in love and everything is perfect mm-hmm. and lovely and bright. And then uh, yes. my other favorite scene is when they're fighting. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes, um, when yes. she screams, "You're my husband!" and here and that is all. And he's like, "That is quite enough. Believe me." <laughs> <laughs> and then she's begging, she starts screaming at him that he has to stay in the room because she's yes. the queen. I'm your queen. I demand you stay I'm here. And he's like, nope, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> like, later. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, some of my favorite, like, just like this is the best romance on TV, like, not on TV, on film, <laughs> just because it, it has, it yes. encompasses, like, all of the squishy, lovey-dovey stuff, and then all of the arguing. Um, also, yes. that scene where he like <laughs> explains that he's going to sort out the problems with the ladies in waiting, and <laughs> her eyes in that scene, she is like, mm, "This is yep, yep." In public, she sort of fake uh-huh. smiles, and you know she's gonna murder him. There's gonna be a murder that. Oh month. yes. Um, I was like, oh, yeah. they are like they are so much chemistry as like <laughs> husband and wife. Like you get the sense that they really like got on because yeah, there's, I don't know. There's so much like warmth even as they are fighting. It's like it's just <laughs> cute. It's so cute. It's the cutest. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, you know the scene where he. You know, he comes back to England, and you know this time it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going, and I'm not coming back until he, he took his dogs. He's until it's done, and you know when he is announced, he comes in with those two giant dogs, um, which is how I looking, want my future husband to enter the room, <laughs> looking fly, um, and it's just like. Victoria, just do it now, please. Please? You can tell she was like, God damn, <laughs> as he walked in the room. Yeah, she's like... <laughs> also, like, like mm-hmm. I've got to mention the the scene after they're married when they announce that she's pregnant where Lord Melbourne yes. tries to give him advice and he just goes, yes. I am not your drinking companion nor your wisp partner. <laughs> I did not ask for your like, advice, no bitch. bro. <laughs> no bitch. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that was yeah. awesome. You know, just like, yeah. And you know how he how you know like he's saying, I see you. I see everything that you're trying to do. I resent the fact that you put her through that horrible experience. Yeah. You know, right after, you know, I mean, it's, it's all there, you know, just the, you know, no, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going to be friends. I don't need anything you know? from you. You have to be around because you're yeah. prime minister, but that's, you're going to get civility and that is all. Okay. I appreciate yeah. that because it was like a bitch slap, but the politest one possible. It yeah. was very. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um. I think um, I think we could probably go on with favorite yeah, moments. Okay. <laughs> um, anything that you didn't like? Albert throwing himself in front of the bullet is yeah. fine, but having him shot was overkill and silly. Um, yeah. Every time I watch it, I'm like, you could have just had him sort of 
jump in front and her being like, oh my god, you saved me! And then it would be the same. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. It's just, okay, maybe even just have him get like, grazed. Yeah. But the, the, the level of drama that it went to with him being slow motion carried in and then her <laughs> sitting in the church and then the doctor being like, he needs rest. Yes. <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> it's just too much silly drama when you're uh-huh. like, we've just sat through some quite normal, like mundane drama of people being like, oh, Who's going to be my lady in waiting? <laughs> like Victoria <laughs> cleaning her dog. And then we get gunshots at the end, and it's just like weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it was a fantastic scene and really well, uh, it was very well performed. Um, the scene where, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got a giant thro- frog in my throat. Um, where got a throat, Sir John. Yeah, where Sir John basically manhandles her. Yeah. And, I mean, it was it was a scene that, you know, I suppose was necessary. Um, but she she looked actually frightened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she looked actually frightened. Um, you know, the, the, the intensity of that moment, um, you know, was, was – it made me uncomfortable. Um but I loved, I loved the fact that Victoria turns around and says to her mother, if you think I'm going to forget that you just sat there and did nothing, you are dreaming. <laughs> I feel quite, like this is a, maybe a controversial opinion, but I feel really bad for her mother throughout the entire thing. Um, <laughs> because I think to me it's so obvious that as a foreigner in the country her husband dies when her child is very young mm-hmm. like she's gonna cling to any like male authority figure yeah. <laughs> in her life for some stability and yeah there is a sense that she's just really like she's obviously misguided but i don't think she's like got bad intentions mm-hmm. i think she invited john conray into her home and regrets it <laughs> Very, very soon uh, onwards, but she just like she can't get out. It's like almost like an abusive power dynamic where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she just is stuck there, and then she's getting abuse from almost on both sides because Victoria hates him and is trying to get him out of her life, and then she's like getting all of John Conroy's bullshit about like you have to do something, you have to make mm-hmm. her do this, and you have to make her do that, and she's like, Ugh. she's just like. <laughs> stuck in the middle and that's why i really like prince albert like offering her an olive branch and like getting rid of john conroy for a start and then also being like hey you're a mother Mm -hmm. (laughs) help help your daughter through this period of time where she will have 10 children (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i love the fact that they they um uh are reconciled um but you know, it was just. It, you know, I I hear everything that you're saying, and you know, think that it was um, an interesting touch to kind of show that kind of uh, dynamic uh, within that household. Um, I have to wonder how accurate it was. Um, Probably pretty accurate from all I've heard. Mm-hmm. From- 
Mm-hmm. He's like meticulously re- even the stuff about the rooms like that was an actual argument the king and his sister-in-law had. <laughs> so it's probably accurate. I think though like from what I've heard about Victoria's attitude to her childhood, she had like a pretty horrific one yeah. and that's also why her and Albert set up their own system in mm. Buckingham Palace that was completely different and yeah. um, in response to that. Yeah. But I think, like, it's also a strength of this movie that you can watch it and feel sympathy for almost every single character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not black and white. It's yeah. like, her mother was evil yeah. and she let her get abused. It was mm-hmm. like, there's nuance to every single character. Mm-hmm. Just really rare. This film is only an hour and a half long. <laughs> God, they pack so much into it. Exactly. And, like, I think that is... The strength of combining someone like Julian Fellows, mm-hmm. who's done all this this research into her, but then you've also got um, a director who is very good at giving you a lot of information in just like a few flashes. Yeah, um, yeah, he's just amazing. I love Jean Marc Vallée. Apart from you know, Big Little Lies is terrible. Don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> what would you give this film out of ten? I'm going to give a 10. Yeah, me too. Yep, it's a 10. Mm-hmm. It's a 10 from us. Yeah. Who's surprised? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised that it only got 70 some odd percent um, fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I think it's because I don't think period dramas or like historical period dramas that are about like royal figures are ever taken very seriously. Mm, I see. Can you think of one that's ever... Well, actually... The Queen? Now that I'm saying that. How about... The King's Speech as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I can name more from, like, every film about King Henry the Eighth is, like, completely terrible. Yeah. Yep. It's just, like, I think it's just characterized as a bit cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> they just dismiss... And also, this was pre-Downton Abbey. Oh. So this was pre-Downton Abbey. This is before... Um, Valet's like huge hit in the US with TV shows. Yeah. Um, so they got everybody as they were rising. Even Emily Blunt wasn't that famous. Rupert Friend remains a complete enigma. <laughs> he can't make a good movie to save his life. Um, but um, everyone else, this was just before they hit it big. So I think nobody really appreciated the talent that they had. Yeah. Working on this movie. Yeah. And I think, like, I really hope people go back, sort of like Marie Antoinette, and reevaluate some of this. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit's good. We should be making more movies like this. Yeah. But are we no? No, we're making more. We're making schlock. Stupid remakes and comic book movies forever, <laughs> forever and ever. <laughs> well, I am a fan of the comic book movies, but I totally agree with you. Um... But there should be less of them, and they should be of higher quality. <laughs> Less is more. <laughs> Not like 20 mediocre movies. Just have like five of them and they're good. <laughs> oh, now Wonder Woman was pretty fly. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited for the sequel. Me too. Me too. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, isn't isn't um, Gabrielle Wilde in the sequel? I think is I she? mentioned that. Yes, I think she's in the sequel because I read it in a Poldark News segment once. So Wow. <laughs> She might only have a small role, and she might end up being cut out. But, you know, guys, we're watching it for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, we did get a letter in our inbox. Thank you. 
Um, from Anonymous, uh, morning ladies, I just, uh, just listening to your Rebecca podcast. Well done for making it to the end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We did it for you guys. Yeah, we did. Um, I couldn't manage that. (laughs) Miscast, bland, and they made Mrs. Danvers more sympathetic. Is she Elizabeth Poldark now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, we love some Elizabeth Poldark. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really recommend looking at the Hitchcock version. The casting and tone are gorgeous, and it also has George Sanders. I don't know what Shere Khan sounds like, so I I apologize for completely mangling that. Um, And he's worth the price of entry on his own, so... Maybe I will watch that. Yeah, maybe I'll watch that. Thank you, Nani. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is all from this week's very long mini-slide because I couldn't stop talking. <laughs> we will be talking about I Capture the Castle next week, which I'm almost instantly regretting because I have a lot of hashtag opinions about this as well. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> I've never even heard of it, so this will be good. It'll be a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be a thing. It'll be happening. Um, If you have any other suggestions about what we should be watching after that, or you just want to chat about maybe I Capture the Castle or Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill Talk is coming next week. Nice. Um, Then you can get your messages into us on our blog, Email us at poldockfancast at gmail.com or find us on all social medias at poldockfancast. Well, I say it all. We're still not ticking or talking. Yes. Um, <laughs> Stand firm. So, um, we, we, we're, we're a bit too old. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just, just do us a favor. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you pod. And um, I guess thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, go out and vote and stuff. And if you're listening after, wear your masks, vote. people. Yeah, wear your mask and just like hold each other, and you know everything will be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the end. Yeah, I I have Bob Marley on a uh, loop in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about a thing. Every little thing is gonna be alright. Yes, yes. <laughs> In the long run, society is gradually yeah. on an upward slope. We just can't see it because <laughs> yes. we're too close to the Yes. Rock. Okay. <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings. In the movies And I'm not proud of my address In a torn up town No postcode envy But every song's like Gold teeth, grey goose Dripping in the bathroom Bloodstains, ball gowns Trash in the hotel room We don't care We're driving Cadillacs in our dreams But everybody's like Crystal Maybach Diamonds on your timepiece Jet planes, islands Tigers on a gold leash We don't care We aren't caught up in your love affair And we'll never be royals It's a one in our blood That kind of luck's just ain't for us We call
crave a different kind of buzz Let me be your ruler, ruler. You can call me Queen Bee And baby I'll rule Let me live that fantasy My friends and I, we've cracked the code We count our dollars on the train to the party and everyone who knows us knows that we're fine with this we didn't come from money but every song's like gold teeth gray goose dripping in the bathroom bloodstains ball gowns trash in the hotel room we don't care we're driving cadillacs in our dreams but everybody's like crystal maybach diamonds on your timepiece jet planes And we'll never be royal It's a one in our blood That kind of looks just ain't for us We crave a different kind of buzz Let me be your ruler You can call me Queen Bee And baby I'll rule Let me live that fantasy Different kind of buzz Let me be your ruler, ruler.